This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. So welcome everybody to another episode of the Rumashes Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. There you go. Yeah, see, and last time Donnie went golfing, he got a hole in one, but it was <laughs> one in my golf bag. He crashed one golf cart into the other and put a hole in my <laughs> golf bag. Yep, yep, yep. That's about right. Every time somebody's like, dude, there's a hole in your golf bag, I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's a special gift for my brother. Yeah, that's oh, right. Good evening, Craft Beer. My name is Donnie. This is the Brewmasters Club podcast, Craft Beer's Geek News. How are you all tonight? I am doing well. Again, my name is Donnie. I am joined this evening by a couple of lovely and handsome young gents. Mr. Lausman, how are you? Hey, doing awesome. And it's just you and me that are the young, handsome man. But if there was, by any chance, another man out there, who would he be? He would be Brood Boy or Brood Man eight one. Ah, you can't even get it straight. See, I wasn't <laughs> sure if we. A man or a boy. <laughs> I don't know if that stuck. I don't know what it was. So and the next time we meet, I will be the ripe, bold age of thirty three. That's what I say. That's will you right. be the Brood Elder? The Brood <laughs> Elder. <laughs> yes. Brood, brood Old Man. Brood, brood Old, old boy. Man. I'm just gonna change my Instagram page daily. To just a Brood Old Boy. All right. It's good to be well, here, guys. Very... It's, it's great to be here. <laughs> I was like, that's extremely exciting. Everybody, that sounds very exciting. All right, so as we, we start off with every single, for some reason I'm reading a goddamn article about my beer. Um, every single show that we have, we've been doing about 119 of them, boys, just so you know. This is our 119th episode, so very important, very, uh, not really. It's just it's just 119 of them that we've been doing now, so that's great. I'm I'm all on board with that. I think this is this is fantastic and fun. Standing um, the test of time, right here, Donnie. Yeah, I was going to say. They're I mean, all we literally important. are. We, yeah, they're all they're all important. We've done we've done them for for many many years now through this COVID thing, and uh, you know, and we'll will prosper, you know, throughout this COVID thing. So, um, what I was trying to get at was the the point of my story is that we start off every single episode with talking about you know what it is we're drinking, what what it is we're going to drink, and and a couple little little ditties that we want to mention. So, who wants to kick us off? Because I have an interesting one, but. Um, one we've never featured on this podcast before. Well, I have two, so I could do one and then come back do, around. Throw, throw we... us one. Yeah, throw us one, and then yeah. we'll, 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 we'll come back to me. So first one I'm going to share is from Bay Cannon, and I can't read. Oh, it's a red IPA um, with spruce, and you guys know. Wait, wait, uh, you, say, you said Bay Cannon? Uh, yeah, Bay Cannon. So is that the one? Did you get it from the brewery? Because there's one I believe that's that's like close to downtown. It's close to Eulalia almost. It's in kind of a bad section of town, but I did not get it from the brewery. I okay. was okay. actually able to go get some from Brew today. Okay, got it. So, got it. Got it. Got it. Um, but the the moment I heard that there was a a spruce beer there, you know, I, I'm all about the spruce. Uh, my good friend Eddie uh, from Keg Brewing, uh, he brews out of his garage. And uh, but he's an amazing brewer, and he also works for uh, another brewery. But uh, anyway, he does a spruce tip beer that's always like Christmas. So I had to get this, and I I will give this a good review. But once you've had spruce tips like done right, it's hard yeah. to you know you're going to use that as a comparison. And this just it's a little underwhelming when it comes to the spruce. So still still a tasty multi red. IPA, but it could have been a little more spruce hopped, if you will. So, yes, Bruce Banner. Well, when you're comparing it to uh, to Crazy Eddie's, though, like um, there there probably is no comparison because his beer was such that was like perfection in terms of correct spruce beer. If, if you ask me, it was like Christmas in your mouth. It really like it was. Santa it was Claus really came. Good. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> oh, geez. But this <laughs> this there, is Ross? almost a little too hoppy for the spruce to really come forward. So I still like the beer. It's just not Crazy Eddie's beers. So. Yeah, 
I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, I, I actually... I haven't Solid crazy... six. Solid six. Six on the scale? Six, six out of what? Ten. <laughs> Seven okay. and a half. That's good. <laughs> Six out of seven and a half. Yeah. Don't Why pretend not? to Who understand knows? Ryan's Ryan's whole system, all right? <laughs> well no one's got a no one's got a system like yours though. Speaking of systems, go ahead and lay it on us. Hey, so I have the uh I have the Blue Point Brewing Company Hoptical Illusion, which has been nice. featured on this show before. And I'm gonna give it a good I mean, good. They're they're pretty proud of the seven percent. They put it on the front there. Usually you have to like hunt around for that, but they're like, no, this has booze in it. And I was like, oh okay. And then um, I don't know. It's an East Coast IPA, and uh, usually most of the stuff from Blue Point is like intimidating to someone who doesn't drink like the. I know they're toasted lager, and like they they have some darker beers and stuff like that, and. This one was the least intimidating, and I was like, okay, well, uh, sure. I was like, I'll give it a shot. So, I know you guys have had it, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's good. Hey, it's not it's a good. bad beer whenever it's BOGO. Well, yeah, this one, uh, apparently, it usually rings up, well, I was at 7-Eleven. Huh, imagine that, my local one. Um, and uh, they were like, guy was like, uh, what's that ringing up at? And he was like, $14? I go, no, I go, you had it marked down to 7 so I got six of these bad boys for seven bucks, and I'm like, yeah, you can't really beat that. No, you no, can't. no, you can't beat that at all. Yeah. So, yeah, again, uh, on the Mister Lost Man ratio, good, good. It's a real yeah. short one, oh. several periods in there. Yeah. Good. It's probably a lot better than. Were the periods before mine. the good or after? Uh, they were both. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Good. It's good. Yeah. Good. good. Um. You probably are having a better experience than I am because I have seen this commercial, and it's really just a billboard that I've seen. It was for um, Yingling Flight. Have you guys seen that? Mm. No. Mm-mm. So every day when I drive to work, I drive through downtown Tampa, and there is a big billboard that literally just it's, all it says is flight. And it's its really like the the dumbest-looking logo. I don't know if you can see this because I'm sitting in a, in a clothis. But it's the dumbest looking logo. It's really bad. If you just guys Google it, um, anybody that's that's on a computer now, Google it. It's called Yingling Flight. And it kind of looks like their, a bottle of uh, platinum. <laughs> like yeah. it's almost got. That oh, that's funny. Look. That's funny that you say that because I've got a little similarity that I want to bring back to the, uh, the full circle on that. But um, it it looks straight off the bat like it's it's Yingling's attempt at a Mick Ultra. And mm. when you when you pop the top on it, it smells like a yingling light almost but it looks again it is like so ultra light clear that like it doesn't even really look like uh and this is really hard to see but it doesn't even really look like it's came from yingling at all like it looks like like bud platinum like you said ryan Hmm. and when you when you really first take a sip out of it it's it tastes like a blood bud platinum that's the first thing that i thought it tasted like was bud platinum the the saving grace too is that it really does have a little bit of like that that yingling kind of like malty kind of flavor to it, but again the branding is so different and the the appeal and the taste <clears throat> and the flavor and the aroma of it is so different from a traditional yingling that I don't know if it's like a mental thing or if it's not, but it, it literally tastes like Bud Platinum without the heavy-handed alcohol. Like you <clears throat> know how else and you you drink more Bud Platinum or you have drank more Bud Platinum than probably yeah. anybody I know. Oh yeah, but. Like you know how there's a you a can feel the it. heaviness. <laughs> well, you can feel the heaviness of like, uh, okay, this tastes like a Bud Light that somebody just like poured alcohol into. Yeah, like that's it, why you it buy tastes, it. it. Right, that tastes. So this is four point two percent. It's no more than a Mick Ultra or anything else. It's it's no more than a, a Yingling Light, but the Yingling Light is actually a lager beer. While this is like an ultra light, which I think is some horrible combination of, of a bunch of other things i bought a 12 pack of this for 16 bucks and man was i uh was i you know taken advantage of yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's bad like I, I was yeah. i was really hoping i was really hoping that this would just be a mick ultra version of a yingling and i could sell it to my wife and everything would be great in reality she tried it and was like that's horrible and i tried it and i was like that's a bud light platinum without the platinum alcohol percentage. So like I don't know what the hell they're going for, but um it's really it's really bad. It's very bad. 
um, it tastes like beer that's filled with water. And I don't know why they would call it Yingling. Again, if you guys could see it, it does not look like Yingling. It is an embarrassment to the brand, I would say. Uh, it's got mm-hmm. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. The Yingling Light has 99 calories. So, like, I, I don't know what their problem was. Go shave that why they made this. Yeah, really, really worth the four to, like, I don't know. It's horrible. It's a horrible beer. And if you see it, don't get it. If you think that your girlfriend or wife will like it because it's McUltra, but Yingling and craft beer, I don't think they will. Um, so don't don't get it. Avoid at all costs. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I could I could probably drink these all day because you know I, I I love Yingling, but I would rather just get Yingling Light and save the five calories or whatever the hell it was. Uh, it's really an embarrassment to their brand, and I I wouldn't have put it out. It's it's horrible. So Oof. don't get it. <laughs> so Donnie, what would you say you rate that at? <laughs> um, it's bad. It's, it's fully oh, bad. You're on the it's really last man scale. Yeah, on the Lost Man scale, it's it's bad. Oof. It's not good. It's real bad. I don't think there's been a so. beer on the Lost Man scale that hit that yet. Yeah, this is bad. Oof. Don't get it. I mean, I I've, it, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too harsh on it, but for an ultralight beer, I would have expected a little bit better out of a lot better out of Yingling, and it's just got nothing. It's it lets me down in every single aspect. So just maybe let you guys us try let us try. know whenever you get to the sixth one if it still tastes bad. This has well, got to be the sixth one because I've been trying to drink it. Oh, thinking he's be been better. trying to get through it. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> but even you know, worse. I, mean, I this. Oh, Go I was ahead, gonna say man. you also have to think like Yingling has what like three, maybe four different varieties, and if that's gonna be like, how long has it been one? since you've how long has it been since you've been on the Yingling Brewery tour? Years. Pre-COVID, well, they have they have like nine to twelve beers that they produce. There's a possible? Yingling Premium. There's a Yingling Premium. There's a Yingling like in a can only. Yingling makes a bunch of good beer, and this is not one of them. But hmm. America's oldest brewery. What are you gonna do? They're gonna have some swings and some misses. I love the Golden Pills. To be honest with you, that's that's a really really solid beer that I like to pick up over a traditional, you know, Yingling Lager. That so. Premium sounds good. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, well, I'm telling you, there is. I mean, I'm just looking at a list now. There's, there's a Hershey's, there's a Golden, there's the traditional, there's a Black and Tan, there's Light, there's a Porter, there's an uh, a Light American whatever, there's a Premium, there's a Chesterfield Ale, which is actually really good, and then there's the Oktoberfest, and that's just on their website. Like looking at it quick, quickly, they, they, they have, have an a IPA lot of they put out every now and then, now and then too. Yeah. I'm just disappointed in Yingling, but that um, they're obviously going for that. Oh, this this will lead us right into the next topic, but I'll, well, we can touch on it later. But but again, Yingling flight, not not interested. No, thank you. Okay, so that's my opinion. <laughs> well, I'll briefly share this uh, this other one I picked up. It was over at Copper Till yesterday, and um, I picked up the Hop Skull Number Nine. It's a New England IPA. It's got uh, Enigma, Chinook, and Galaxy hops, Florida Rye, and Golden Promise as the uh the malts there the grains so um it's a very very tasty ipa you get all the flavors that you want out of the hops it's eight percent and i think it's well balanced for new england so if you're anywhere near copper tail go there buy a four pack it's like 10 bucks 13 bucks something like that and uh you won't be disappointed for an eight percenter what was it called again it's called the hop skull number nine hop skull They've also got the number 10 and so on and so forth. But this one, this is the one you want to buy. This is our time. Our time. That's right. Our time in the clawfish. Up there, it's their time. Down here, it's Goonie time. Sorry, go ahead. I'm hoping they didn't get, like, too chintzy on these designs for cans. I mean, it could just be that's how they canned it, you know. But I've always known Copper Tail for having these really cool designs like uh you know they're just totally different i can't yeah i can't see it on your eyes it is totally different it's just a you know basic maybe that's how they wanted it for the cans i don't know but uh yeah i don't know it's a skull it's a skull but i'm not gonna judge the beer based on the can that it's in i'm gonna give this one a uh i'm gonna go eight eight out of ten 
Eight out, out of ten. ten. Yeah, not a good day for marketing. Just FYI out there. No, <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I, I freaking, yeah, I freaking hate the the label on the the flight. It lo- it literally looks horrible. It looks like, it looks awful. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But hmm. oh man, what a disappointing. This is a disappointing beer review <laughs> section. Mine's all right. <laughs> okay, well as long as yours is good, love, that's good. Yeah. That's good. All right. Anything <laughs> else, boys? Not beer wise. Let's jump into it. Yeah, let's roll. All right. Well. The first beer store we have, I actually sent to Lost Man a couple days ago, because this is um, this is a, a craft beer company in the midst of uh, COVID nineteen is actually hiring for a chief hiking officer to walk the Appalachian Trail in twenty twenty one. The winner will be awarded a twenty thousand dollars stipend, free outdoor gear, and all the beer they can drink. Lost Man. Would you enlighten the good folks on the Appalachian Trail, or at least your knowledge of it? And then we can tap that back into um, how this Virginia-based craft beer brand is looking to hire their chief hiking officer. Yeah, absolutely. So um, <clears throat> kind of paraphrasing from your notes from also what I've seen. Um, so the Appalachian Trail is a 2,200-mile uh, stretch between Georgia and Maine. Um, there's a southern terminus and there's a northern terminus. A uh, lot of different approaches on this. A lot of people actually do attempt to hike that. And um, yeah, it is, it is definitely a struggle uh, from what I hear. I've not done it, so I can't speak firsthand, but a lot of people end up turning back either if they're a southbounder or a northbounder. Um, there's a lot of flip floppers, there's a lot of um, section hikers, there's all sorts of stuff. There's, it's almost like a culture, and it's actually really fascinating. It's actually really fun to hear about and to, to kind of learn more about of people, you know, what worked for them, what didn't work for them, how fast they went. Uh, typically, it, you know, 2,200 2, miles will take somebody right around, if they're averaging about 20 miles a day, it'll take them about six months. Um, again, with a couple zero days in there. How do you average 20 miles a day? That's the crazy part, because you're packing in and packing out, and you're literally bringing everything you have with you. Now, there is a thing, or a few different things, called trail magic, but you can't rely on those. Those are people who maintain certain sections um, of the Appalachian Trail through the Appalachian Trail Conservancy. Um, They'll actually take on little sections, and they'll maintain things like jugs of water that you can use, and food that you can use, and they'll do little cookouts and things like that. Um, you cannot rely on those because those are not always there. But a lot of times you're having to siphon water through life straws and the Sawyer life straws um, through streams that may or may not be questionable. Um, you know, you, you're doing all sorts of crazy things. So um, it's a wild time or, for me. I understand. <laughs> or you can wow. survive off all the beer you can drink. <clears throat> That's true. That's a better approach in my opinion, but go on. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, so they're headquartered in the Blue Ridge Mountains near the trail, and they are uh, launching this national national search for their their chief hiking officer. Um, officer? Yeah. Oscar. I thought I said. I can, now I can't tell if it's Oscar or Oscar. It's Oscar. Fine. It's definitely Oscar. Um, the <laughs> beer brand is going to pay them the twenty thousand dollars and throw some big old beer parties along the way. Um, but you better have some, you know, plenty of time on your hands, like you said, Laos man. The trail goes um, through 14 states. They anticipate it to take five to seven months, sleeping under the stars in a, tr- in a tent and uh, social mediaing the whole time. So, what are your wow. qualifications? Well, you've got to love hiking and love beer. You really got to love it. And they're talking 2,200 miles, five to seven months. Um, got to be ready for hiking. Got to be 21 and older. So, what are the benefits? Backpacking gear, everything paid for. Twenty grand, got that. Assistance with product product research. Yep, that's exactly what you think. Drinking a lot of beer. Zero day for resupply. So the second that you need beer, you will get more beer. That's the good news. <laughs> also, Devil's Backbone swag, which is great. If you want to apply, go to www.dbbrewingcompany.com forward slash cho forward slash. So. Uh, Devil's Brewing Company again. If you want to, a uh, Devil's Back, excuse me, I think it's called Devil Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, and they're the ones that are hosting it. If you, you want more information, but Ryan, we haven't let you talk. I'm sorry, man. I was trying to get all that out. No, no, I'm I'm just I'm envisioning myself as you guys are talking about it, walking you know 2,200 miles over 
five to seven months and just connecting no. with the world <laughs> and like leaving everything behind and you know what that would be like I, you know i guess if you're if you're drinking along the way eventually you know that might get a little tiresome you know you don't want to be drinking every night and then trying to backpack 20 miles each day to f- complete the whole thing but man there's no yeah there's no possible way you're averaging 20 miles a day well yeah not no. with drinking involved but you know typically people don't usually booze it up while they're on the trail i mean you can at certain I'm times sure there's some, not the whole time yeah i'm sure there's some like downward parts where you can make up some time but yeah that that might take a little longer to yeah. uh to fully accomplish but holy shit like that's that's fucking cool it is you cool. Know? There are downward That's points. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there are downward points, but there are a lot more upward points. For instance, the Pennsylvania stretch, they actually <laughs> call Rocksylvania, because most of it you spend scrambling up rock faces, like, with your pack on. So you don't just get to take your stuff off. you got to bring everything with you the whole way. How many I just people understand, can do like, this? Just one? How many, what? Or how many people They're are going to They're hiring one person. Do- yeah. One, one person. You go by yourself. Oh, they're you hiring typically one person. go in a group. I mean, you meet friends along the way, typically, but this is all you, man, man if you want to walk 2,200 miles. What an experience that would be. If I didn't have kids, holy shit, that'd be awesome. Mm, a lot of people turn back pretty quick because of ticks and Lyme disease. <laughs> so, I mean, right. yeah, well, that could happen anywhere. Well, yeah, um, but there's also snakes pretty much guaranteed to be visible somewhere along the trail about once, twice a week. Then you also have the possibility of running into black bears, which aren't the angry ones, but they're still bears. <laughs> hey, um, I'm just saying it yeah, might be a pretty fun experience. I'm, I'm more worried about my soggy bottoms. Like, what do you do for laundry? Uh, you line dry the rivers on trees. Yeah, but yeah. then you can't you can't walk your 20 miles a day if you're sitting there waiting for your undies to dry. Well, so there's a lot of um, like local establishments. Again, you know, this has been going on for a really, really long time. There's a lot of local establishments along the way that, like, there's actually, if you guys believe it or not, there are hostels along this trail, like American hostels. I've seen that movie. Can... Okay, well, this one's in America, so nope, not that. <laughs> but um, but there's hostels um, where they have communal washers and dryers. Again, there are people who live near the trail who offer some sort of laundry service. There's hotels. You know, uh, it goes through a couple major cities. Harper's Ferry in West Virginia is one of them. Um, there's even an Amtrak stop that you can walk up to if you have a prearranged ticket. That's cheating. Well, no, <laughs> think about it. If you walk all the way up there, it's, this is in, uh, I believe, New York. If you walk all the way up there, um, you can actually catch on the Amtrak train into town, go hang out, do New York stuff, wash all your clothes, take a couple of rest days, and then back to that stop, and then continue on. Like, I mean, there's a couple, like, you know, very inventive ways of doing things, but it's it's difficult from the sound of it, and it's nothing I would think I could do, but... But more power to everybody who can do it. I, I just want to go see Virginia uh, because they have wild ponies in uh, the Shenandoah State Park, I believe it is. So the Graceland Highlands, actually. All right. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I think yeah. that'd be a really cool experience. Somebody is going to really enjoy that trip. I think where's Christian Roberts when you need him? Hate the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Over at the Traveling Pint. I think he would really enjoy that. He'd be a perfect candidate. Yeah. Yes, yes, I think he would. Let's get him registered. Yeah. <laughs> he he register won't even know it. on his behalf. Yeah. Going on. <laughs> hey, drop what you're doing. Christian, we need we're the next eight you months for you to walk from here to Maine. <laughs> yeah. All he had to say is, hey, we're going to give you 20 grand. He'd be like, all right, I'm interested. Yeah. It's like, yep. There's beer. Yeah. And he'd he go, should... go on, I'm sold. <laughs> Yeah, he should do it because he's actually got the resume for it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. let's sign him up. He won't even know. It'd be like happy birthday, Christian. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Let's get the traveling pint hashtag. Our birthdays, pint on our trail. birthdays, literally next week. Our birthdays next week, so it, it would work out. We could register yes. him. He'll win it. There That's it is. true. Hey, so um, what are you doing for your birthday, Ryan? Yeah, so actually, uh, thanks you for said it was right, up, the, right around the corner. You said. <laughs> That's what you said. Uh, next Saturday morning, I'm going to be uh, playing some golf. I'll be turning 33. So wait, last minute, if you were going to get a beer for the golf course, what exactly would you bring? Oh, so that's a great question. Uh, I appreciate you asking that because there is one place in the world that got it right, and it was <laughs> your, Holly... your local 7-Eleven. No, <laughs> actually. Uh, it was Holly Golf Course. They've been sponsored on the show before. 
up in Minnesota, all they had was like Bud Light and Bud Light Chiladas. And they were delicious. Oh, so the Chilada. Dude, that, I never thought about it, but that is the perfect in the sun, on the links type of beer. It's refreshing. It's salty. I mean, it's just, it's it's got everything that you need to be out on the links. So when I was there, I think I had about four of them. And I was still, wow. you know, it's not a high alcohol, high octane type of no. thing. So it's just tomato juice, which makes you feel good in the sun. And then a little bit of beer, a little bit of Bud Light. And oh, Bud Light Gelada. That was the one. And that was, they had a whole fridge full of it. Like it was one of those commercials where you see like a fridge full of whatever product they're trying to sell or off. And it was just like wall to ceiling. I was like, Gelada, can I have four of those? <laughs> Glorious. Yeah. I can only drink those when they're ice, ice cold. Like, I'd almost put oh. ice in them. Nope. I can drink them warm at this point. Love them. Oh, God. Let, yeah, Ryan, you know when you Ryan, say what, ice twice in a row, you know you have to follow that up with, right? Baby. Yeah. I, what well, I was saying to Lausman, to, to Lausman was I, I asked him what, because you were talking about going golfing. I said, well, what beer would you bring to the golf course if you could? And he said the chiladas. He, he loves the chiladas. And so – um, you were going somewhere that you were going to bring, what, the Locale, the Solo? Yeah, the Solo. It's It's been one of the beers that I've liked to keep stocked in my fridge. Um, it's, you know, without being a heavy beer, it's obviously only 3%. But it's, you know, most IPAs have 250-some-odd calories because they're between 6 and 7%. And I, I get it, you know, you're, you're drinking – Lower ABV, so there's less calories and everything associated with it. But it's a nice beer. It's crisp. Keep me on my A game. Let me actually get through the back nine, and uh, should be should be a pretty refreshing drink to have throughout the day. Um, I thoroughly enjoy it. I, I I haven't had too many of the other beers that are on this list here. Uh, of course, well, daytime uh, IPA by Lagunitas. I've had that before. Now, see, that's four percent. Hmm. Who could do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and see that, and see that's the thing. What what Ryan's talking about is we have a list in front of us of like eighteen essentially, you know, low calorie beers because that's what people are saying is going to be a trend for twenty twenty. Um, learning of Ryan's plans for his birthday, I thought, man, that'd be a, a pretty cool topic to think through because I'd love to see it, Ryan. If you if you had a couple of these on the golf course and you were trying it out, um, just to see kind of what what worked. But um, I don't know. We'll we'll see we'll see kind of how you how you take it. But I agree. You want something that's low, you know, low alcohol, so you can sit out there and play all day. You get a nice stogie going, like things like that. Like that's what I love to, to golf. When I go golfing, which is not often, I bring stogies and, and some light alcohol beer because, like Lyle said, you want it to be refreshing. You want it to like get you through the day, and you just want to kind of like you know be able to be able to get through eighteen holes of golf, which is you know freaking four hours. So, <laughs> well, if you do it right, you get yourself a six pack and drink one beer every three holes. You'll be finished with the six pack by the end of the eighteen. So you're there golden. You go. Yeah. See, and last time Donnie went golfing, he got a hole in one, but it was <laughs> one in my golf bag. He crashed one golf cart into the other and put a hole in my <laughs> golf bag. Yep. 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 That's about right. <laughs> yep. Appreciate that. Nobody knew I about tell that, that story. <laughs> Every time somebody's like, "Dude, there's a hole in your golf bag," I'm like, "I know. <laughs> I know. It's a special gift for my brother." Yeah. That's yeah. right. <laughs> that's great well let us well let us know how that works out on the on the old links as, as Laos was saying the the hole in my golf bag it works out really well to dump individual golf balls one at a time when I'm walking upwards no. a hill <laughs> <laughs> good. works good. really good you oh want. you're talking to Ryan never mind you gotta, leave a tra- <laughs> you gotta leave a trail of golf balls so you know your way home well that and tees yeah so okay plenty of tees potentially a glove behind. Well, over two pops out of there. I might have left a few irons on the course before too. Yeah, usually in the pond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. All right. Well, all golfing stories aside, um, anything else, boys? For moving to the geek news section, because we got a lot to cover in a very limited amount of time to cover it in. Nope. Hit it, Fergie. Nice. Fergie. I was expecting a bit of a giggle after that one. I don't know why you guys didn't follow along. I guess. It's literally Fergie's a song. Relevant, Hit it, Miles, Fergie. Let's be real. I don't know if I don't know if she's put anything out in a couple of years. Hey-o. I don't care if Fergie's putting out. I'm talking about. Uh, you know what? It's over. It's oh over. god! It's over. Uh, yeah, it's over. Move All on. Let's right. go. Got him. Okay. Will I am. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Um. Anyways, 
So moving on to the drink that moving on moving on to the gig news section. Drink it on in, send it on back. Um, SpaceX launched a uh, couple boys into space. They landed there safely. They went to the ISS. That's great. First time in like nine years. First time ever for a uh, commercial space organization to launch actual people into space. I think that's cool. Um, last but I know that you were looking out from the uh, top of your workplace, the rooftop there, trying to see a little ditty. Couldn't do it from the weather. Yeah, it was a little embarrassing in front of all my coworkers because I was like, guys, the shuttle's launching. You know, immediately redacted that statement because I was like, okay, the rocket is launching. And they were like, okay, we'll go up to the, you know, 60 feet up. We all go out there. We're sitting there. We're looking. I go, it's behind the clouds, I promise. And then just never. <laughs> yep. So never, oh, no. Never saw it again. Yeah. No, never oh. saw it to begin with. Real brutal. I sat on my pool deck and watched the entire thing, and it was awesome. It was very impressive. Um, it was it was cool to see how sleek that rocket looked compared to previous launches with astronauts from the from American soil. Which again, about nine years, we've been launching through the um, the Russians and and whatever you know partners to help us get up to the ISS. But um, SpaceX rocket was incredible looking, and it the the main rocket part of it came down and landed on an autonomous drone ship by itself which means we can use it again, refuel it, send it right back up there, which shaves off billions of dollars on the, the launch process. So the whole thing was incredible. Um, the whole time I was looking at, at pictures of, you know, uh, Apollo mission cabins for that same capsule that went to the moon and, and whatnot, and then you see SpaceX, and it was like looking at a time machine where there was three, you know, giant screens, touchpads, iPads, and you know, compared to a, like a watch calculator, it was really very, very cool. And so um, I, I think that's awesome. I think it's certainly significant, and that's what I want to talk about tonight. So um, something else that was just cool. Yeah, no, it was, it was super cool. Um, I'm not going to lie. All the pictures that I saw on Twitter uh, of them sitting in their their actual chairs for doing the, the tricky bits, uh, it did look like they were on mission space. Let's all just be real with yeah. each other. Yeah, it yep. looked fake. Well, yeah, no, it, it looked like they were just, like, screens in their face, and they were like, we're getting churros after this. Like, it just looked like that. They're um, <laughs> getting churros. <laughs> I don't think there was any churros in the ISS. Uh, I'd be pretty no, surprised so. if there was. But, no, I mean, it, it was cool. It's definitely an awesome, awesome event. Um, again, you know, one rocket that they can't reuse, uh, just throwing it out there, though, it's got to be a little heart-wrenching before they actually took off was uh the i think it was like a test run that was a couple days beforehand that actually once the the pod separated the uh the rocket that was supposed to land itself autonomously it it just blew up so they got to be like when they saw that i imagine some people were spitting their coffee back into their cup and they were like that's not ours right (laughs) <laughs> we're not doing that one. <laughs> That's one we're riding on. Like, no, 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 yeah. no. You're, Bob, Bob, Doug, you're fine. You guys yeah. ride on there, There's got to be like some sort of technician somewhere, one. and he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, you'll be fine. Yours is different. And they're like, oh, boy. Yours is different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We've just, thoroughly inspected yours. So, don't worry. <laughs> someone delete the DVR. <laughs> like, don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. seriously. <laughs> just, yeah. That was a good. Uh, was a little scary. But, um, but no, I mean, uh, it, it is fascinating. It's amazing that... Uh, that they're actually they did it and they went through with it and it's awesome that they're at the ISS and I mean all really really cool things going on. Yeah, and Ryan, I just want to ask you because I, I don't I don't know if you've really thought about the gravity of this situation, Ugh. but this is a private company, a private company getting NASA you know astronauts on board, so working with the government sector to um, get out to this international space station which is currently being manned by a bunch of russians you know and, and, and who knows you know not who knows but a bunch of russians and, and other you know international residents that are that are literally contributing to this thing like isn't that isn't that a bizarre state of uh, of the world to be in i think it's mind-blowing like the yeah. gravity yeah. as you said is uh is pretty heavy and uh oh, no i think it's i think it's crazy like we we live in a world where you know no century or no no uh, uh 
I guess we could say century before us, you know, actually had that experience to, to be able to say they've, you know, we've got space exploration. We've got all these things, you know, going around in outer space to where we can make stuff like that happen. Satellites and all that crazy stuff. I think it's mind blowing. I think it's fascinating. You were just pouring milk for the first interhuman, interplanetary human that could exist. Oh, you mean like Cora? Yeah, like her generation. Like her her generation will see yeah. Mars. They definitely will. Man, she could be li- she could be living on Mars by the time she's your age. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> oh God, it's a little tough to yell at boys from that's, there. That's a that's a that's a one way trip, Donnie. You don't come. Well, back it from is that. right now, but you don't know about by the time she's your age. I mean. Maybe they'll have uh, teleportation devices established at that point. You know, be like Total Recall. You don't want to go there. Man. I'm just they saying, slice it's... and dice your brain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's they true. Yeah, <laughs> another one. I'm just saying, like Ryan, that the, they say the first the first person to go to Mars has already been born, and Cora's in that group. <laughs> so. Well, she does. Lo- she does want to fly planes one day, so maybe she'll be an astronaut. They yeah. they maybe. also say Godspeed. boys go to Jupiter. Just FYI. No, no, no. Because they're stupider. No, to we're get not, more stupider, you dingus. All right. Anyways, girls. No, I mean I think Mars it's fascinating. Because get I mean, candy it's, bars. It's really. Oh, okay. it's really uh, Hard to fathom even that thought. That scares the shit out of me. But uh, yeah, wow. In the yeah. in the next what are we twenty twenty, next eighty years. Just imagine, we're gonna, you know, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, I, I, I hope I'm alive long enough to see it. We'll be interplanetary before we all pass on <clears throat> to the great yonder. I almost promised that. Hopefully, we'll see. Well, we have back. lightsabers by then. <laughs> well, speaking of lightsabers, good segue. Um, <laughs> we're talking, we're talking Star Wars and Disney World and stuff. Little, little, little known news. You know, everybody's kind of, if you're not paying attention to it, Disney World's opening. You know, mid July, um, July 11th for Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom, July 15th for uh, Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Um, before then, there will be, and this is just again for any Disney heads out there. There will be annual pass holder, DVC, and employee um, previews. So stay tuned for that. What they've noticed and what I've noticed is that everybody who had a reservation for anything in the foreseeing, you know, I guess six months or so, or up to about September of 2021, has been canceled. Um, I got the email today from Disney saying that all my reservations have been canceled. I only had one. It was in August. No big deal. But they're like, yeah, it's been canceled. There's a new reservation system coming you know, TBD. So this is exciting times because they're going to retire the fast pass system. They're going to retire their, their current online reservation system and favor a new COVID friendly must order ahead. Must tell us when you're coming, even for pass holders, um, reservation system. So that is new. It's on the cutting edge of what Disney's trying to accomplish to get things done. I think it's personally exciting because it will fundamentally change how people do Disney world moving forward. Um, for those of you that aren't Disney people, Got it. Not that important. We don't have to dwell on it long, but Lost Man Ryan, any comments on that? Uh, I like it. Um, I'm excited by it, but at the same time, you know, there are those days where you, you just, it's not even possible, and I guess this might be an old school thought process on it, but there are days where you're at Disney or you're meeting family at Disney, and, and you just cannot plan that day. Like, you have no clue on when you're going to be there, what you're going to do, what even what park you're even going to be at. So I imagine they're going to have to think about that. But yeah. And they'll come up with something. They're Disney. They always do. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I hope they come up with a pretty pretty good backup for people who have to go through a situation like that where, I mean, you can't even guesstimate what you're going to be doing that day. You might just spend half a day at Disney Springs. I mean, you don't even know. So... Uh, I hope they're taking that into consideration. Might just, but might just get a big hat. a good point. Might just you get a big hat. It goes like this. <laughs> 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 okay. Yep. Very odd reference back to uh, Orange County, but yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, you could do that. You can get a big old hat that goes at uh, at Disney Springs. So yeah. uh, I don't know. I hope they take that into consideration. That flexibility. That's going to have to happen. I'm sure they won't at first, but it'll eventually evolve into whatever it is they can do because we live in a different time. Just remember, guys, like, you know, there was a time when TSA didn't exist, essentially, and you could just hop on an airplane or your family could walk you up to the gate. You know, things change. Unfortunately, 
you know, this time the, the COVID won and we have to uh, now adhere to that those rules. But um, it's just how it is. So things will change. It'll get better. But it's very unusual to see a conglomerate in, in such a hard and fast company like Disney to, to not know what to do and to have to figure something out in 30 days. So I'd love to be on that task force. I really would. I think that would be very interesting to say, like, how we, how do we design this thing to uh, to combat the future? Um, I think it's very exciting. So that's why I brought it up. Hmm. Well, there's all sorts of things that can make you late for things, too, you know? All yeah, sorts of hang-ups along the D- way. Like, Disney's I'm- good about being late. It's, it's how are they going to redesign their ticketing <clears throat> system? To not only be okay for you and I, who can work on an iPad and, and be fine with the cell phones in our pockets, but for the grandmas and peepaws or someone that doesn't speak, you know, English as their first language, how do they, how do they make this system easy enough for them? And I think that's that's the real challenge: is how do you make a universal system? And that's why I'm very interested to see what comes out of their their imagineering. But again, simple, Donnie, you just go to Universal Studios instead. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Strategically, hey, come on, give me something. I, well, I will. I will Disney... actually. Quick interlude. Um, so Go this ahead. whole time, I don't know if anyone's noticed at all or kept up to date because it's not as big as Disney, but uh, or I guess I shouldn't say that, but um, it's not as I guess well talked about as Disney. Uh, but there has been things going on. There have been things going on at Universal, such as the. Uh, Jurassic Park roller coaster. Has anyone been keeping up on this? No. This is a, a sweet deet right here. It was a fun ride. So it is a fun ride. They've not gotten. A, uh, they've not uh, done away with the actual water ride that they used to have. Uh, in fact, they've improved upon it. Um, I can only speak so far as to the uh, one out in California, but they've actually modified the California one to incorporate Jurassic World. So it's actually now a Jurassic World ride, no, no longer a Jurassic Park ride. And they did things that are pretty interesting. If you want to ruin it, you can go on YouTube and watch the ride through. If you don't... Currently um, ruining it. Let me just put it this way. There's a Mosasaurus. So, pretty cool. What? Yeah. Pretty cool. I, I kind of... Actually, uh, I appreciate what they did. Um, in any event, I won't get... I won't go down that road. We're just going to leave that at that. But... Um, as far as a coaster, speaking for Universal Orlando, there is a Jurassic Park coaster that is raptor-themed. So, it's going to have loud raptor noises. I believe it's a maglev-type contraption. Again, it, I think it's... They're, they're not even done with it yet, so... I can't speak on anything officially, but... It's, it's going to have a lot of raptor-like sharp movements forward, jerking around, twists, turns, all sorts of stuff, so... Uh, that's pretty much all I know from what I've seen. I've watched the virtual ride through, and it was pretty cool. I mean, nothing blowing away like it wasn't monumental, but a, a pretty solid looking roller coaster. The smoothness of, I would say, uh, Bush Gardens. Uh, uh, what is it? Cheetah Chase is what it's supposed to have. It sounds frantically yeah, it sounds YouTube awesome. that. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to post the link. Post the link in the uh, Facebook group, Crappers Geek News, if you can. Because I, I want to see it. I, I'm I'm googling it like frantically, like you're asking to, and I just can't find anything that's got like a good. The, I don't know. I can't. I can see construction updates. I can't see anything like major. So digital ride through. They're probably the taking impressive. them all down. Okay. All right. Well, you find that out. In the meantime, we've got we've got a, another couple of stories here, and we only have but a few minutes to get through them, boys. Are you ready to move on past that one? Theme yeah. park news, if you will. Yeah. 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 All right, well, we're not totally moving past it because um, there's a potential, still on the Disney tip here, there's a potential new Star Wars game coming. Um, we weren't sure exactly when it was going to be announced. I was heard I heard it was going to be Tuesday, June 2nd. As of today, the 4th, there is still no, uh, no news. So there was a potential game that came out. It was supposed to be Battlefront 3 that was leaked. However, that has been debunked. It was posted with a uh, fake studio, or at least a previous studio, and it was also posted with cover art from 2009 Star Wars Battlefront Elite Squadron. Um, SteamDB is typically the, the, the source that leaks this information as to what games are being backloaded onto Steam ahead of their release. Um, they have also came out and said that it is fake and not official. Um, but in fact, it was going to be revealed this week. 
people are suggesting that because of COVID-19 and the complication with what's going on outside of COVID with uh, racial tension and all the complications there, uh, this announcement has been delayed. So um, we were hoping for a Star Wars game, not sure what it's going to be. I do not think, last man, I want your opinion on this. I do not think, do not think it's going to be Battlefront 3. <laughs> Don't yeah. think that at all. I agree with you on that. I think, yep. I think that's totally dead in the water. I think, if anything, it's going to be um, what was also confirmed this, well, last week, technically, that Fallen Order is a franchise game, as in the first of a few. I'm guessing three. Um, I hope that's really not what was going to be released today. Uh, Project Maverick is what they're calling this hypothetical game that was going to be released um, by EA uh, Montreal. I I don't know. Um, I'm hoping that it's far less like Fallen Order and Uncharted and far more like The Witcher 3 and GTA where there's just, you know, uh, challenges and quests everywhere and you can do what you want and change the story as much as you want. Or as little as you want. I think that's the way that that fans are anticipating a story. It's very much like KOTOR and SWOTOR, you know, Star Wars, Knights, um, Star Wars: The Old Republic, and Knights of the Old Republic. I think that is probably the uh, what's coming next. But again, all unconfirmed. Project Mad- Maverick is is literally just out there. There's been some tweets from some of the um, the developers. You know, they they show things like Tom Cruise's Top Gun on their tweets, which, which again is the project Maverick. So people think that's what's coming, but I don't know. <laughs> what do you guys, what do you guys think about that? What kind of star Wars game would you like to see if they were to announce one this week? So I like your, I, I like your comparison of uh, like a GTA esque type type game. Um, but what I would like to see personally, um, is not so much a GTA esque type game. I would actually rather see like a blend between sort of a no man's sky um, where there's just, you know, this, this world traveling and you actually, you can drive mm-hmm. that distance or you can hyper drive that distance and make it, you know, way quicker and stuff. A, a, a no man's sky mix between that and Skyrim where you really focusing mm-hmm. or you really focus on developing your character because at the end of the day, that is what, is fascinating about Star Wars is that you're always seeing these new characters and, you know, you're coming across these people that are just, you've never even imagined it before and that's their backstory and they've got all this and that. How cool would that be if they, if everyone had a backstory and you were just meeting people online or, you know, in game or whatever, you know, however that plays out. That's what I think Star Wars is. They're from this system that you haven't heard of and you've never been, you don't know this and, you know, that's why they're different, or you know about their race, you know, and all that, and their planet, but the, you don't know about their particular skills and whatnot, so that's what would get me. Just a me. Yeah. No, I'm with you, and that's why I said <laughs> Witcher, because if, yeah, I know you haven't extensively played Witcher, but, like, what? What is that? Do what? Nothing. No, no, no. I, I, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Lost, Lost Man was saying something, but I said that's, that's what I said. I know you don't have extensive experience with the Witcher, but, like, that's what the Witcher is. You can go like from like area to area and just have like a totally different experience, but there's story happening all around you at any time. And I think you're right. If you if you mix that with No Man's Sky, where you could actually interact or hyperdrive or whatever, like that's the Star Wars game that people are wanting to play. Now, where does it fit into canon? Who the hell knows? Nor cares. I don't want it to be canonized, really. I just want it to be a great game, like The Witcher, like No Man's Sky, where there's just this infinite amount of exploration and, and kind of like craftability about it so i i totally um, i agree with you that does that that would make sense for them to to go that direction i think yeah, it, yeah. the framework's already there like it's yeah. not like they even need I'm to come you. up with anything they can just literally go ah here's the no man's sky version of this planet you're done like i mean move on next planet like let's design that and then that and then that and, that, and blah, blah blah and then create some sophisticated ai and you're good yeah, and, and like No Man's Sky already has like you know the procedural crap, so like you could you could tap that into a, a game as well very easily. Yep. I don't know, man. I'm no game designer, um, but I have uh, the last thing about Star Wars that I had to mention before we get into our last story is that Tales from Galaxy's Edge, the new VR experience, because you sent that to me originally, and I saw a couple um, pictures of it, and it looks awesome. Yeesh. I played Vader Immortal, and it is incredible. If 
IML Labs is is teaming up with Oculus again to do Tales of Galaxy's Edge. Holy shit, I'm in. I am so in. I can. No, it sounds amazing. Uh, it yeah. sounds like a bunch of really cool scenarios that will actually resonate with somebody who's been to the physical places. So that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. That sounds incredible. And I actually brought my Oculus to Disney last time we were there. Speaking of Disney and this whole story, is that I, like it is it is awesome. I, I cannot wait to, to like see this thing unfold. Absolutely. The one thing I'm concerned about is what happens if this is awesome. And then you're like, yeah, Batu is awesome. And then you go there, and there's just kids crying, and you're there's long lines, and you're like, this is less awesome as the virtual one. <laughs> that was my only concern. Go back, go back to the virtual one. <laughs> well, you can do that, but we can't all go back to the Oasis all the time. <clears throat> like, I mean, it's just not a thing. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could live there. I'm not sure. I mean, trust me, I want to drive a DeLorean like you do, but it's just not happening. Well, all I know is that Fader Immortal was an incredible like VR experience, and it was launched nearly over, over not nearly over a year ago. It was launched on the Oculus Quest. So, like, if they're now a year later thinking, "Hey, man, how do we infuse this with Batu?" Like, it, it's I'm saying all about it. So I, I can't wait for this. Whatever the price is, it's probably ten bucks a pop again for a couple episodes. That's not bad. Um, can't wait for it. Uh, I'm so excited. So very good. If it comes to PSVR, I'll be. I'd absolutely spend that kind of cash, but I don't. I doubt it will. Well, Galaxy. I mean, the the uh, Vader Immortal is just now, and it's not been announced when, but just now is coming to PSVR. So odds are this will come to PSVR because it, it once it's it's built. I mean, Oculus and, and um, Lucas obviously have this relationship, but um, I'm sure it will get there eventually. So um, mm-hmm. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Me as well. Um, but. Ryan, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. If you got anything, just you jump did. in, buddy. I got one more no, story. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you guys. I'm learning. Okay. Well, I had I had one more story. Um, and you guys, if you've paid attention or if you subscribe to the uh, Crap and Geek News YouTube page, you will already have seen I played Iron Man VR. Lost Man, I told you and Ryan as well as the group, hey, download this game. Let's see what happens. But Iron Man VR demo has been out for almost two weeks now, and it is pretty awesome. It's, it's pretty good. It's for the PSVR, so it's on PlayStation 4. Um, if you've got one, and uh, man, it's it's a lot of fun. The the controls are a little wonky. They're a little floaty. They don't control as well or as as um, tight as you'd think they would, in terms of like how you fly and how you stop and how you like position yourself. And there's always like this weird HUD kind of glow in terms of like a very immersive breaking like like circle around your feet or where you're trying to fly to. So a lot of it breaks the immersiveness, but. The parts that are good, as when you're flying and you're shooting bad guys out of the sky around your 747 that's falling from the sky, it is pretty cool. So hmm. um, I was impressed. But Lostman, have you had, have you had a chance to play it yet? I've not actually. No, I I've downloaded it, but I have not gotten to play it. Yeah, and Ryan, you don't have the VR, but but how do you do with VR stuff? I I I enjoy it. Um, it gets a little too. Um, too real? So, yeah, yeah, especially Plank. But um, no, I mean, I, I enjoy it. Uh, I think the last time I was over at your house, we were playing the uh, the where you got to like slash the music and things like that. But yeah, Beat Saber. Beat Saber. Yeah, I love that. But um, no, I, I enjoy it. I just can't do it for very long because I get a little dizzy. You know. Yeah. We had our buddy Deems over, and he like passed out on my couch because he couldn't handle the VR. He was like, "This is too much," <laughs> but and it is. But this is um this is pretty unique. Like it is it is very immersive, and you are definitely Iron Man. Like you, the vi- the controllers vibrate. You feel like you're Iron Man. He's got pepper pots and like you know Friday in your ear. And yeah, you're trying to chase this 747 that's fallen out of the sky. Like it is very interesting. So um, highly suggested if you're. If you're a big Marvel guy or a VR fan, but um, the demo is out now, and I think the new game comes out um, early July, so uh, it should be really cool. But um, but I enjoyed it, so I, I anticipate that you will too, Louse. I just can't wait to hear your your version of it. But but you really need those move controllers, man. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, you know, little birdie told me they're they're coming, so we'll be all right. Okay, <laughs> a few things are coming. Not good. Good. Yeah. All right. Well. Boys, you got anything else? Um, I, I think that we're just about out of time. Ryan, Lostman, you got anything else? 
I have a couple meows, but I'm just going to give them to Ryan. You can hear that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that one sounded pathetic. I can't, I can't tell if that's Cora or your cats. That's the cats. It's oh, the cats. Okay. Definitely a kitty noise. Oh, you're fine, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On that note, well, that's great. Um, where can the good kids find you, boys? Lousman? I can be found at Mr. Lousman on Twitter. That's the only one I like to use because everything else is friggin' weird these days. That's lying. true. And Mr. Broodman813. You find me under a rock. What? I'm just, Same. I'm just is it, it Bridgeman 813? Did I get it right? From 2020. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah, you can find me at Bridgeman813 on Instagram. And also our Craft Brews and Geek News page where we're always posting on Facebook and uh, having great conversation. I think I posted something the other day about a live-action Avatar, the last Airbender series coming to yes, Netflix. I think they're going to do a a fantastic job with that. The movie sucked, um, but the TV show is definitely unreal. The original uh, American animation, if you if you want to say that, but uh, thoroughly looking forward to not being disappointed. Huh. So well, hopefully you're not, because like I don't know anything about that, but I'll watch it if you think it's that good. I mean, I know that you didn't love the Witcher show or the Witcher concept until you saw the show, and then you you kind of well, dug it. So, you know, you know how I am about Dragon Ball Z and Super and all the all the series there. This one, you're hot. Uh, you're hot for anime. I get it. Well, this is you know, if you go back, if you go on Netflix right now and you get you give yourself three four weeks just to watch, you know. It's probably like 40 or 45 episodes of uh, a three-season saga. It's it's absolutely incredible the way that they developed it, the storyline, the character development, and everything else. It's a it's a, a fan favorite for, for many people. And, uh, you know, the fact that they want to try to do something on Netflix with a live action and make it, you know, more what fans wanted from the movie that, that definitely didn't happen, um, then I highly recommend it. It's definitely worth the watch. Is that what everyone's been doing? Like, like I've been going to, I mean, I, I've been going to work this whole time. Like, and I'm like, wait, thirty to forty hours? Like, what? Well, they're only like twenty three minutes a show. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just quit your job. Watch the last Airbender. It's cool, man. You know, actually, I watched the first episode of the anime version, the original, I suppose. Um, I'm very new to it. it. But I watched that the other day, and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, this is, uh, I can get behind this. And then, also, fun (laughs) teaser, we can can throw this out here for next week. Uh, There is a correlation between uh, The Last Airbender and a certain clone trooper. Mm. Uh Mm-hmm. Okay, I'd love to hear that correlation. Uh, me too. Not right now. We'll save it. Little, little, little teaser. Oh, yeah. We'll <laughs> give, it, give it a couple more episodes. Get invested. Watch at least the first season, and then number, season two and three just take off. It's way better. I got to the as, point as the where time everyone goes, Appa. Yeah, Appa is a flying... Yep, nope, you don't basically... uh, hold it for next week. Hold it. Okay. <laughs> In between now and next week, Ryan, <laughs> I think you were informing the good people where they could see you besides Netflix, The Great Airbender, live yep. action. No, nope, I got it covered. Facebook, Craft Brews, Geek News, Instagram, Brewman813. You've got it. And of course, you can always find me at Brumesh's Club on um, such various outlets as I believe just Instagram. Besides that, um, it is uh, Craft Brews and Geek News on everything else. I think Twitter is also Brewmasters Club, but YouTube primarily and the Facebook group. Please, if you haven't checked it out, do so. Throw us a like. Throw us a subscribe. Even if you see one or two videos that you may or may not like. I just posted one today. That was me playing essentially the uh, the Iron Man VR. So check that out. Um, it's on there. If you want to know our thoughts, you know we can we'll talk about it on that channel. There, we also had some pretty impressive gameplay footage or let's play footage of us getting triple digit kills on Battlefront Two, which is damn near impossible at least in the last three years that I've played the game. So, if you want to see how that works out, tw- spoiler alert: it's hilarious. Um, please check it out on the uh, the Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook page, or excuse me, YouTube page and Facebook page, really. But as we close, and as we say at the end of every episode, Mr. Lousman. Let's play. Five weeks since you looked at me. <laughs>
Sorry. <laughs> God. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Be safe. Stay COVID-free. Don't touch anybody. Cheers, guys. Or things. Don't touch things. Goodbye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews, and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers! This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.